instant analysis time at the Exit 52 podcast after a 40-14 to 14 win by the Ravens over the Jaguars. It's myself, Taylor Smythe, and Banks. RDT not with us today. He's doing some family stuff, um, so he will not be joining us. And honestly, there's really no need for him to join us for this one. I think we can take this one on, um, just the two of us. A pretty ho-hum 40-14 to 14 win for the Ravens. I said ho-hum, though, right before we started recording banks and you said ho-hum but a lot of stuff happened so give me your like three headlines of the things you felt like happened in this game that are important moving forward in a game where the ravens beat a terrible jaguars team you were kind of shifting the criteria as we were talking there because three big things versus three things that mean something for the future are very different things because you can the biggest takeaway from this. You take it however you want. To yeah, it. I'll take it however I want it. Uh, the thing that a lot of people are going to jump at, the two things are going to be Des Bryant scoring a touchdown after not scoring in 1,106 days. That's a nice feel-good story about a guy who's just been beaten down through a lot of different ways and even had the opportunity to, to exact some revenge on the Cowboys taken away from him. And this was his first game back. So imagine if he had scored that touchdown against the Cowboys. That would have been one of the feel good stories or ever, whatever type of story you want to frame it as would have just been a really interesting storyline. And the other one is Yannick Ngakwe finally breaking through, getting to the quarterback, getting two sacks, including a strip sack. That is something that is very impactful in terms of him finding his way and finding his legs and getting to the quarterback, you know, down the stretch here could mean a lot of good things for the Ravens. So uh, between those two things, the Yannick one is the one that's, that's really could mean something down the line. Um, but as a whole, the defense, I thought, played their best game that they have um, in a good while. Obviously, the competition is the weakest that we've seen in a while, too, save for maybe the Cowboys. But they came out and they were tenacious. They easily could have just, you know, stayed on their heels and played a lot of cover, two and just kind of let the game come to them. But they were tenacious. Uh, Patrick Queen was all around the football in the first half and really throughout the entire game. Um I thought, you know, Matt Judon getting the sack on on the first drive of the, the game to force the safety, which I, I still don't know if I've seen anybody else talk about it. That's safeties on consecutive possessions for the defense. I don't know how much that's ever happened in NFL history, if at all. Um, just as a reminder, they, they ended the game against the Browns with a safety. So that's just kind of an interesting little nugget. It doesn't mean anything, but um, kind of cool to see them get that job done. And then the biggest thing I think that I saw was Lamar Jackson was starting to throw the ball downfield with a lot of accuracy. Obviously he started the game on the opening drive with the interception. And from there on, he looked excellent. He looked like 2019 MVP Lamar through and through hitting the deep ball to Marquise Brown was, was a great sign. He, he threw um, a seam route to Mark Andrews that he hauled in, put that ball in a great spot. Um, the touchdown to Des rolling out left touchdown to the right back end zone to Miles Boykin, who's had a reemergence of sorts. Um, I thought Lamar looked great just staying his ground and looking through his progressions and finding the open guy. Um, just, I mean, I'm just blabbermouthing here, but there's, there were a lot of good things. 17 of 22 for 243. Um, the Jaguars seem to take the approach that is the, um, what people, the narrative is supposed to be, which is make Lamar throw. And Lamar did what he was supposed to do and made the throws. So um, if he keeps throwing the way he was today, I mean, we could be back, baby. (laughs) 
Yeah, I thought he was very, very good. I think the point you made about the defense is is so true. In a game where you really want to step on a team like the Jaguars' throats early in the game, and after Lamar throws the pick, that's one of those times where even in a game that I think you felt like you were going to win the whole way, you're like, oh, we throw the pick, like, oh, maybe here we go. And then it's just the safety end. Really, I don't want to say the game's over at 2 nothing, but – it felt like that was the way it was going to go for the defense the entire way. And they really were all around the backfield. I think what you said about queen is so true. I mean, he showed why he was a first round pick um, in this scenario. He was just, he was just tremendous um, in this game. And and I think showed his long-term potential as a linebacker that is just all over the field. I mean, I, I think listeners of the show will know how much I've talked about Yannick Ngakwe. It was great to see him get those two sacks. Great to see him get the forced fumble. I'm sure a little enhanced motivation against his old team in Jacksonville. Um, and not, I guess not a very good offensive line, um, or at least didn't look it in this game. Um, ha- very happy for him offensively, as you said, and I said it to you before we came on here, um, Lamar Jackson looks super comfortable and the, he didn't get down after the pick. Um, and he really put the ball in spots, um, for his receivers that were good. I mean, the, the Hollywood Brown last two, I continue to call him Hollywood. I know we took Hollywood away from him. I just call him out of habit. He, uh, looks very good right now. He looks very good today. Um, he's putting a, he's, put, he's getting the ball, putting his foot in the ground and using his speed. Um, you saw it in the ball where Lamar in the first half threw it behind him and Hollywood didn't keep going. He used his momentum, turn around back, got the first down and kept going down the sideline. I think that's the type of play that he can make. If he gets the ball in space, in the middle of the field, um, six receptions on seven targets, 98 yards. Uh, that is, I think what is more expected of him and is going to be need to be expected of him as we go through. And then Mark Andrews was the first down machine. I mean, just an absolute first down machine throughout the entire game. Um, this Ravens offensive line, I think has kind of come together as well. And they're really, I think, uh, Harbaugh said in the post game about how well Ben powers is playing right now. Um, and there's some grades out there for the way he's run blocking. They have really figured out this running game, um, and Mark Ingram was, was not active today. And the way they're now splitting the carries between Lamar, the Gus bus and JK, there seems to be a rhythm there right now. Um, that was not there earlier in the season. And that's very, very good to see as the Ravens move forward, but this was a beat down and the Ravens did exactly what they needed to do in this game. And that was, that was nice to see in some times where even when the Ravens have gotten up, I think of that Eagles game where they're really in control and the Eagles kind of inched back into the game. They never really let the Jaguars have any breath in this game. And this is a, I mean, this is a right. bad, bad Jaguars team, a bad team. Yeah. Um, but the Ravens did exactly what a good team is supposed to do and blew out a bad team. And that's, yeah, that's nice to see. Yeah. And the Titans are obviously not a bad team, but the same thing that you said about the Eagles, you could say about the Titans. And that's why we lost that game is they just, they had an opportunity potentially to step on their throat and they didn't do that. So uh, just, just kind of see the way that this team has shifted its mentality or whatever you want to call it. They've, they've, they've like, they got their balls back a bit. They're, they're playing with a lot of heart and um, they're playing. I've said it, I feel like three or four times already, just in this podcast, they're playing with tenacity, which is what you want to see at this point in the year. Now going into this game, I felt like there were two things that that were red flags going in where obviously the cornerback injury situation has been horrible. Uh, It just seems to be getting worse. Um, game to game and, and hearing that Marcus Peters was going to be out was not what you wanted to hear because that we we've seen Gardner Minshew have success in this league, throwing the football and 
seeing another cornerback, especially one of your all pro cornerbacks, uh, go down is not what you want to see in a game that you should win. Um, so my ears were a little perked up going in. And I thought that in addition to the pass rush and the rest of the defense, the secondary played as good of a game as they could have. I mean, even the, the touchdown drive that the Jaguars did have um, while the game wasn't completely in hand early in the, in the second half, I thought that their coverage was excellent. And um, I think it was Cheneau made a great catch on a third down. And then James Robinson made an unbelievable play on the one touchdown he did kind of plays where there's really not much you can do about it. You just got to tip your cap to the opponents. Um, You know, those guys get paid too and all that kind of stuff. So the defense really did all they could with what they had. And I think that is to be commended for sure. Um, So another thing that I think is an encouraging sign is that midway through the fourth quarter, the Ravens had not committed a penalty yet. That is something that has shot them in the foot over and over in games throughout the season. And in a game where, you know, we, we are better than the Jaguars and we should do this. We should run the football. Well, we should do all these things, but the things that you control execution wise in your own corner, like the penalties, it's good to see them use this as an opportunity to clean that kind of thing up. Now they did shoot themselves in the foot a couple of times late in the game when nothing mattered whatsoever. I mean, Jalen Ferguson took a run at Gardner Minshew on what was a pick six um, for LJ Fort. And that brought that back. Just an unnecessary, unnecessary play by Jalen Ferguson um, trying to take his head off. A little bit scumbag type of play. Um, didn't love that one. But I'm sure you're, you want something to kind of pick out on the tape and at least have some negatives to say, hey, we got to work on this. We got to clean this up and not get too content with um with just having you know kind of a near flawless game yeah i think that's a good point i mean you want to play a game like this clean and kind of get into that get into those habits and 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 consistency moving forward and this is something that they'll be able to take from that i think just in general um you know they they were really good all around in this game offensively from that standpoint as i try to pull up the stats as i'm talking here um, but they're good in third down, eight of 12 on third down, you know, one of two on fourth down, um, you know, they, and then defensively, they limit the Jags to 267 total yards. It was just a very complete performance. Yeah. Um, Lamar hit eight that's different exactly receivers. What you want. That's ex- yeah. Yeah. I mean, Lamar, I think this is, you know, arguably, you know, one of Lamar's best games of the year, obviously not against a very good opponent, but now he's kind of strung together, you know, three straight, pretty solid games. Um, and he had all the drama last week. And I think, I think they put a couple of things, but I think they, they slayed a few demons in that Monday night game. That's a good way to put it. I think, I think Lamar, some of that end of game stuff. I think the defense, their struggle to close games, um, and they didn't close the game very well, but their offense picked them back up. So you didn't have to deal with giving up the lead. Um, they got the running game back together. Hollywood Brown had his play to kind of get a little bit of negativity off. I think Torrey Smith tweeted last week, like, just watch Marquise Brown now. Like, watch him. He's got that off his back. Now he can kind of, like, play a little more freely. And I yeah. thought he looked that way today. thought he lo- really looked that way today. Um, yeah. Made a couple boneheaded errors, in my, in, in my opinion. Um, I said it during our halftime report. Him not getting out of bounds before that that yeah. pick of the first half was, was boneheaded. And I thought on the previous possession, inside two minutes – he went out of bounds on a play that he should have stayed in bounds to try to drain the clock. 
before they punched in the one to uh, Des Bryant. But, you know, overall, it, it was probably his best performance of the year. He's got to learn time and score and situation a lot better. Yeah, his like football he, IQ seems fact, to be a work in progress. Just turn, like, he didn't even need to do that much. Just turn back outside and go out of bounds. And not that it meant, and maybe it was, and, and maybe this is, I don't want to call the guy selfish, but you're thinking, okay, we're already up by a ton. This doesn't really matter. Let me try to turn up and make a big play because, you know, we're not trying to get three here in a game it's, that's really close. It's but befuddling. It's, still, it's, it's, it's so weird befuddling that he, 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 chooses to do one in certain scenarios and then does the opposite when the, the scenario actually dictates just going out of bounds and avoiding contact. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's, he continues to be an interesting guy to watch, but he was good today. The guy that just continues to excite me on the offensive side. I, I just think JK Dobbins is going to be just a really good NFL running back for a long time. Mm-hmm. I think he does a really good job always pushing forward and, 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 and he, he, the Ray Rice comparisons are just hard not to make considering the number he wears and then considering the way he runs. I mean, he just picks yeah. his way through and finds those those lanes just exactly like Ray Rice did. He's like a little bit of a bowling ball type of thing. He just stays um, low to the ground. He's just tough yeah. to bring all the way down. And he's just he's just him and him and him and Gus have formed a pretty good tandem. Um, they go over 100 yards as a pair on 21 carries get a touchdown they're essentially one running back at this point so when you look at their numbers essentially just combining them into one guy and they both catch um, the football a little bit but gus edwards catching that dart down the field that was a good throw by lamar that good, good that's good pocket presence too yeah um so all around just 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 really good and as we said defensively i just patrick queen is just is, is a guy he's gonna be a guy um and you've seen him learn throughout and then um I was just happy for Yannick Ngakwe, like I said before, um, to get that to get that in, and we'll see if that pass rush can continue as the Ravens go through. They're going to need it as they hopefully get into the playoffs. Um, but other than that, I mean, it, it, it's just it's a good progression. The Ravens beat a good team on the road. The, the Ravens take care of business against the Cowboys in a bizarre circumstance with this. So you you throw that out. You come on the road against. Cleveland and win a tremendous game against a conference opponent on the, or excuse me, a division opponent on, on the road. And then you don't, there was no, hangover. no letdown. Yeah. Zero letdown, zero hangover. And that's exactly what the Ravens did a great job last year. They just sort of, like you, I think you, you always like to use the term. They stacked wins. The Ravens like to, they stacked wins. Mm-hmm. This is now they're doing a little bit of stacking. Now the stacking is beginning to sure. come into play. Um, and this was the correct statement. Now, now they need to come out next week and beat the hell out of the giants and just put them to bed and then come out the next week. Just keep doing that. So yeah. Cause you know, the Bengals are going to come out week 17 and pretty much just want to get it over with just, uh, I mean, you don't want to go in expecting them to lay down, but uh, you, you take care of the giants and, and you should be home free getting into the postseason here. And it's, it'll be interesting to see what seed the Ravens land on because from a percentage standpoint, I think going into this game, they had pretty much even odds of landing on the fifth, the sixth, or the seventh seed. And there's a lot that could play out in terms of what that, who that opponent is in a wild card weekend game. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And you look through the rest of the results today, obviously the, the Raiders game went the way the Ravens um, wanted it to go on Thursday night with the chargers taking care of business uh, in a wild game. Um and at this point, as I'm now looking back through the scores here, um, 
Titans win. That doesn't necessarily matter. Colts win. It feels like those teams are kind of pulling away. The one the Ravens really could use was the Patriots, yeah. um, who looked <clears throat> awful um, and, and lost to the Dolphins. So they don't get that one. Um, so in terms of how the, I guess, the live standings look, for lack of a better um, explanation here, the Ravens now sit um, in the eighth spot here. So it's kind of a key uh, pace game. Yeah. Um, Browns obviously play later. Um, and so we'll see what happens. The, the, the Dolphins go Raiders, Bills back to back. Uh, I think the Bills, what's going to be interesting, I think the Bills will probably rest players. Uh, they could still be fighting for seeding, I guess, at that point, um, depending on how they want to do it. So we'll see what happens here. But the Browns, the Browns are not out of the woods here, I guess, as, as I look. I don't know. Yeah, especially as teams continue to win here. So the Giants have a ton to play for, and uh, they're going to be at home tonight on uh, Sunday Night Football against the Browns, and we'll see how that plays out. Colt McCoy. Yeah. Hook them. Big time. Uh, Hook them. Yeah, what could have been there at Texas? Yeah. Got hurt in that championship game. Tough scene. Also, what could have been with, uh, what, James Harrison, I think it was, that, that just absolutely bludgeoned him. I think on a Thursday night football game when he was with the Browns. Concussed him. I think he was out the rest of the year. And that was Colt McCoy's opportunity to be a starter in the league, and he never really got that chance again. Yeah, so the so – yeah, obviously the the Ravens are gonna the Ravens you know would would, would hold a tiebreaker over the Browns if they get into that situation, um, but these two FC South teams are just kind of are kind of rolling up the board here. Um, do they play each other again? I think they do. This is this is just tremendous radio. As I just uh, they don't, out. but the they Colts don't. have the Steelers next week. Titans have the Packers next week. So those oh are two yeah, great, those yeah, those are going to be big games, and those are two awesome. Catch games. the Colts, then we're you know we got the tiebreaker over them. So yeah, um, Browns go Giants, Jets, Steelers to finish. Obviously, we've talked about the Ravens. The Ravens' schedule is as manageable as it gets going. Giants, Bengals, although that's a decently manageable schedule for the Browns till they get to the Steelers week seventeen. Um, yeah, the Ravens could have used a little favor for that, and the Raiders look to be I guess out of it, pretty out of it at this point at seven and seven. Yeah. So it's really, it's really the Ravens, Dolphins, Browns, and Colts. Well, because one of those teams is probably, both those teams are probably going to make it. So it's really the Ravens, Dolphins, and Browns. Um, and I guess maybe if the Colts lose some games, then you said, but we'll figure out that all as we, as we go through. Um, but the Ravens Absolutely. get it done today. Any final thoughts on this, uh, on this one? Um, final, just a, another thing to, to point out from the game or just uh, shine some light on is that, that run by Tyree Phillips for the first down. That was awesome. I don't think we can do this podcast without mentioning that. Uh, big man rumble of the year. If I mean, I don't know what would, what was better than that. Shades of Dan Conley on a kickoff. Um, yes, which was the anniversary that was like two days ago. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just love the way he he lowered the boom on on the the, the linebacker trying to make a tackle on him. Um, it's got to be good for him to kind of. I don't know, exact some revenge. I know he's running into guys all game and stuff, but um, to have uh, all eyes on it and see him kind of flatten the guy, it's just a lot of fun to see. Yeah, absolutely. That was that was really, really cool. And then I do think we have to end with, I mean, what a story for Des Bryant. I mean, that's got to be, that dude is going to get in his car, leaving, leaving the stadium tonight and feel very good about himself to be able to come back after essentially getting tossed out of the league because of injuries having all the stuff with the COVID two weeks ago 
to come back and make that catch. I mean, that guy can now there, maybe it it all ends for him at some point, but for his career at some point will end, but he can like take that and have that as sort of a a keystone moment at the end of his career. Yeah. It's Um, very cool to, to, there's sometimes a meme that goes around of uh, Andy Bernard and he says, you know, I wish we could, you know, appreciate the good times or, or know you're in the, the good old days when you're in them. And when somebody has a journey the way that he does, where he's really at the top of the game and considered maybe the best wide receiver in football and then kind of fall from that pedestal and then just kind of come back and, and at least at a minimum relive that, that kind of moment where you score a touchdown um, and in the league and, it's just kind of a cool moment for anyone. And you just have a never another level of appreciation when those things happen. So good for Des. Yeah. Good for Des. tossed. The, the funny part is I had red zone on and Hanson goes, is he going to toss up the X? And I'm like, of course he's tossing up the X guy. <laughs> he's not tossing up. The Everybody X. was tossing up the X. Yeah. Everyone's tossing I'm up in my the living X. room here. Let's yeah. Go. We were doing it. We, we were doing it. We were doing it. In the living. I think everybody X throw. was tossing up the X. Yannick Ngakwe in the post-game press conference. That's what they brought me here to do. That is exactly right, Yannick. Yep. That is exactly right. And hopefully that continues, and hopefully it continues next week as the Ravens will take on the Giants. Um, we'll obviously be back next week for an instant analysis for that. We'll also be back middle of the week for another show. Uh, as we said, keep sending in your receipts. Keep yes. sending in the we receipts. Gotta, we're going to do a big, big drawing at some point where we just – unload like maybe a half dozen or maybe even a dozen things because we're racking up too many things and uh we've been busy in terms of like needing to facilitate getting these drawings done but we're going to do the drawings we just want people to put in more more seats and and we want to get as many entries as we can so keep supporting over we went over a thousand total tips uh contributed uh earlier this weekend um i think over 3500 that's been spent at restaurants through this campaign. So um, just keep moving those numbers up and and we're going to keep giving away some sweet stuff. So. Yeah, we're going to, and we're going to, as we hit those milestones, we'll, we'll do special drawings and things like that. Have to give a shout out on the show. And I'm sure we'll talk about it in the middle, in the, uh, the regular show, but Craig McGinnis, who won our drawing on the Matt Stover Jersey, then came out and challenged anyone to throw a $50 tip on a hundred dollar bill to get the, um, to, he would give the jersey to that person, and we had someone do that. We had uh, Bill G at WMG21 went out and then did that. I think at Jimmy's, so was able to get the Stover jersey. So that was that was cool. Love seeing very cool listeners, stuff. Listeners, listeners helping listeners, listeners helping the places. So um, really cool stuff. Cool to be over a thousand dollars on total tips. Keep sending them in. As we said, doesn't just have to be the city. Anywhere where you feel like a place um, need that support. Obviously, there are other counties that have closed it down. Um, but the be be there for be more campaign stretching throughout the state of Maryland as well. Um, and thanks to everyone that continues to support that from the local teams to uh, shout out to RDT who's not on here right now, who has secured so many of these prizes and is just like driving around the state and picking them up from places. Freaking credit to him. Um, yeah. And, and we'll give that to him when he's not on. So his head doesn't get too big, but uh, <laughs> shout out to him. Shout out to, shout out to him for getting that. Done. He's got a big heart. Um, yeah. Big heart, big heart. Uh, and got a big win for his for his Titans today. Um, so shout out to him for doing that. And we will be back next time on the Exit 52 podcast. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media channels at Exit 52 podcast, Twitter and Instagram, Barstool Banks for the man sitting across from me on Zoom. Taylor Smith 10 for me at E-D-I-T-T-I-22 for RDT. Uh, Merry Christmas to him. Merry Christmas to all the listeners. 
and we will see you next time on the x52 podcast